Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold-out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough, and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. We are about to welcome onto the stage, I think, the only world record holder amongst the speaking lineup. We're about to bring onto the stage. I'm almost going to say one of the most, the most, if I said the most, then I'd be creating a fight. The most beautiful woman on the wellness couch. We've got so many beautiful women on the wellness couch. She has a heart of gold. She has so much to share. And there is so much to learn from the beautiful Up for a Chat co-host, founder of 28. Would you please give a big wellness summer welcome to Kim Morrison. I learnt from Damo. So can I quickly ask, who's not heard me speak before? So I can get naughty, Damo. I can, I can. All righty. Well, today it's going to be fast. It's going to be full on. And what I want to give to you is a little thing that I call the critical nursing piece. So you're going to learn a lot about nutrition over the next two days. You're also learning a lot about movement and all sorts of things that are so powerful to the wellness movement. But there's one piece that I think, where's the thing? I'm missing. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Oh, there we go. There we go. Yes, yes. And and I can't see the next thing. Just saying. So anyway, what I'm saying, a lot missing today. Um, But what I'd love to say to you is that I would love you to think about this side of your life. For many of you, you may not have even contemplated it. Some of you may be doing everything absolutely right. You are eating well, you're moving, you're looking after yourselves, you're meditating, you're listening, you're feeding your mind. And then you don't realize that, that your shampoo could be making you fat. Or that you could realize that the dry cleaning place that you're using is using chemicals that are creating um, havoc with your hormonal system. Or maybe for some of you, you don't realize it, that the beautiful antiseptic hand sanitizers that you're using day in, day out, because cleanliness is so important, could actually be wreaking havoc with your endocrine system. It could also be absolutely wrecking your thyroid. So do you want to know a little bit more about this? Is that really loud? I mean, really, seriously. All right, come on. So how do, where do I point? Sorry, team. A what? 
And where do I point? <laughs> Who's heard some of these statements before? They wouldn't put it in there if it was bad for you. Who's heard that before? Who's heard it won't hurt you to use it or eat it or do it every now and again? And I'm not talking to you men in the room. I'm sure you'd like it more often. I'm just saying. <laughs> and who also believes that natural doesn't work? Oh, not us, but who's heard people say that, yeah? So I'm here to tell you that that doesn't matter how much you know. It's whether or not you are prepared to take action. I'd also go as far as saying this, and you've heard it and you're going to hear it again. Do your own research. Do not believe everything you read, see, or hear, including what I've got to say. Some of you I'm going to ruffle feathers, particularly people in the room that have a real belief around certain skincare and personal care products. I'm going to ruffle your feathers, I hope. Um, and I'll, from there, I'd also like you to say that anything I do say, that you actually do your own research and Google it. Um, that's how I've learned a lot. I've learned from many professionals, but I would also say this, biohack the heck out of yourself. Uh, biohack the heck out of yourself. I do so many things for myself and I learn it through doing it to myself. I am my biggest guinea pig. Who else would agree that what works for someone doesn't necessarily work for you? When you're doing that and then you become, what's the, good, the coolest thing that happens when we leave this event? We become evangelists and we want everybody else in the world to know what we've just learned. And they sit there like they've just been throwing a whole cup of cold sick all over them. And they're sitting there thinking the last thing they're going to do is do what you're telling them to do. Who's got partners in their lives that are not here today um, and did not want to come because they think you've gone quacko or you, yeah. So you're going to get home from here today. Look, just give them a blowjob. You'll be fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. So, <laughs> my girlfriend said to me, Kim, it's not rocket science. You just got to give them one of those every now and again. You can get whatever you want. <laughs> Back to this. Did you ever stop to think that maybe? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Even the KY jellies out there, I'm telling you, are not good for you. And I've got an answer to that. Damo asked me to make sure I included it. So, <laughs> when, it <comes> to <laughs> when it comes to educating your friends and family, this is how I educated my children. And I figure some of our partners, parents, um, people in our life, you've got to almost treat them, and I don't mean it in a condescending way, but give it to them in sound bites. So what I did with my kids right from when they were little, when it came to food, now almost every single food product out there, almost, that's packaged, that's so attractive to children, has these two ingredients in them. Does anybody know what 621 is? MSG. Does anybody know what 951 is? Aspartame, aspartame, whatever, that thing. So those two ingredients you'll find are in a lot of kids' products. Do you agree? So for me, it was really simple with the kids. Every time they got seduced into looking at, say, a packet of, um, um, what's those orange things, kind of chip things, twisty Doritos, whatever, I would say to the kids right from when they were little, can you see the number 621 on there? Oh, sweetheart, that means it's poisonous and we can't have it. <laughs> so they'd have to put it back. 
So I would compromise sometimes, and instead of you know telling them they couldn't have crisps, I would say, look, you can have plain salted ones. Like I'd kind of compromise. Do you find it sometimes, those of you that are mums and dads, that you're competing with not only your kids, but all of their year and their teachers? You know, my kids have, are now 17 and 15. Um, they now think I'm an idiot, I'm just saying. They don't think I know very much, but it is interesting. Jacob rang me, and I think I shared this story not long ago, but Jacob rang me, my 15-year-old, and he goes, Mum, when you pick me up, I've got a detention and I don't need a lecture. And I thought, right, cool. So I'm thinking, okay, what's his detention this time? And he sits and he gets in the car and he goes, can I, it pisses me off. And I've gone, what's up, mate? What's happening? And he goes, you know, I stood in science today and Mr. James, he stood up there and he said, you know, the best thing we should be eating is margarine. It's really good for you. It's got low fat. It's made with, you know, olive oil or something or other. He went on and Jacob said he stood there and he went, I'm sorry, sir, I don't agree. And Mr. James turned around and he said, Jacob, sorry, what's your problem? And Jacob goes, well, sorry, sir, but I'd rather trust a cow that's been around for thousands and thousands of years that makes butter with one ingredient and maybe a bit of salt than some bloke that's made in a laboratory. And if you understand the history of margarine, it actually came from candle wax back when the light bulb went out. They didn't know what to do with this candle wax, so they hydrolyzed it, bleached it, colored it, and made it taste like butter. So I'm sorry, sir, I don't agree. Mr. James turns around. My heckles are starting to come up. Mr. James turns around and says, Jacob, sit down. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I'm 25 years of age. I think I know what I'm talking about. I've studied this, so please take a seat. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with this detention here? And he goes, but sir, you're not listening to me. One of my mum's best friends is Cindy O'Meara, and she's a nutritionist, and I've heard her talk about this all the time. And if you really did your research, sir, you would understand... You would understand that this is not true what you're being taught. How do you know, sir, if what you're learning is true? And Mr. James turned around and said, Jacob, sit down. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this in the class. I need you to take a seat, please. That's enough. And Jacob stood up and he goes, yeah, well, this is bullshit. (laughs) And he gets in the car and I said, honey, that one's fine. We'll just take that one on the chin. We'll take that one. So what I'm saying to you is that it's incredible, even if they're little, even if your grandparents or aunties or uncles, when you start teaching them from this age, you realize that the stuff that you talk about actually comes out of their mouth. So that's what I do when I'm looking at food. If that's a great starting place for some of you, even say it to your husbands and partners, if they're not, or wives, if they're not here. Look, I'd really appreciate if we just didn't have those two ingredients in the house. There's alternatives, but I'd rather not those. Personal care products, I get asked this all the time. How do you know what's true? Do you know they only need 5% of natural ingredients to call itself a natural product? You know, they can use the word organic because it's a, from a chemistry point of view, not from a farming point of view. So I'm sorry to say it, but we are completely bombarded with misinformation, lies and non-truths. So the food industry, whilst it's a massive, scary industry as well on one level, I'm telling you the beauty industry is even less for, um, regulated. So if I see any of those four ingredients, I tell my kids they can't have it. So let's have a look at some of those ingredients. Now, look, I didn't even mention phthalates. Phthalates are a group of chemicals that are around between two and 300 chemicals. Now, these chemicals, it's if you see the word fragrance on there, fragrance, phthalates are a part of what makes up the word fragrance on skincare products. Now, these things are linked to 
behavioural disorders, birth defects, reproductive toxicity, liver toxicity, breast cancer and obesity. In fact, phthalates are now considered what we call obesogens. In other words, they really do affect the body's ability to metabolise fat and it also is putting weight on many, many people. So if you are using products that have the word fragrance in it, that could be your problem and the missing link. Where are they found? personal care products, perfume, anything with the word fragrance, vinyl toys, shower curtains. They're things that make plastic pliable. It's also in house dust. So when you're wearing your shoes, one of the best things you could all learn to do from this day on is take your shoes off at the front door because there is a lot of chemicals on the soles of your feet when you walk in. And, of course, pharmaceutical and pill supplement coatings. Triclosan is another ingredient. Now, this one here is in all your hand care products and sanitizers. Everybody's got so anal about getting clean. The skin has its own microbiome. We talk about the gut microbiome. From what I understand, we have about two kilograms worth of bacteria in there that do a fantastic job. Well, believe it or not, the skin also has its own microbiome. So the cleaner you get, maybe you're just upsetting the balance, the pH balance alone but let alone what's going on with the acid mantle. So when I looked at this and I went, oh my gosh, and the other thing with triclosan is that the most freaky thing is if you are now someone who has tap water that has chlorine in it as well, the minute you're using hand washes and antiseptics, you combine triclosan with chlorine, uh, chlorine in the water, now you have chloroform. So people don't know this. They don't tell you this. And because the skincare and beauty therapy and all the different re, um, regulation, regulatory authorities out there, they don't have to tell us this. So it's found in your soaps, your toothpastes, your household cleaners and hand sanitizers. The other one that I look out for is as soon as I see the word paraben, whether it's ethyl poly or whatever one it is, I will not touch it. And 90% of skincare out there has parabens in it. It's a brilliant preservative. When they've done breast cancer autopsies and things like that, they've actually found parabens in the breast tissue. And I'm just, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. And I'm certainly not pretending to know any of this. This is just my own research. But I'm starting to question the rise in breast cancers, the deodorants we're putting on under our arms, the different things that we're putting onto our bodies. The fatty tissue of the body is the parts that all these chemicals love the most. They're lipophilic. They love fat. So what do we do? There's a thing there in your bag, and you don't have to get it out, but there's a thing that shows you. I just carry this with me everywhere when I go to the supermarket, and I carry this one whenever I go to the chemist, or I don't go to chemist, but whenever I go to a health food store or something, I just want to make sure you've got that in your bag so you don't have to worry about it. What about cleaning products? You know, we have so many products on the market nowadays that do unbelievably sanitize our home. Well, I'm here to say to you that there's some beautiful natural products out there that do an incredible job that will not kill you. If anything, they will enhance your life. These three simple products here are probably one of the best ingredients that you could use cleaning in your home ever. Baking soda, good old baking soda. It's been around for, I don't know, centuries but maybe it's certainly been around in the last 50 to 80 years. White vinegar is one of the most incredible bleaches and things when you combine the two of them. Add tea tree, eucalyptus and lavender and you have yourself probably one of the best, and an enyo cloth, and you've probably got one of the best cleaners around the house. What about in our food? How many food flavourings are out there? You know, I have so many people say to me, I'm an aromatherapist, and they say to me, oh gosh, Kim, I'm really worried about using essential oils while I'm pregnant. 
And I go, oh, were you at the petrol station lately filling up your car? And they're like, yeah. And I go, well, you know, you're inhaling all those fumes. I don't know, lavender, diesel. I'm just kind of questioning it. It it staggers me how the more informed we become, the more people out there question what we're doing. And they go, oh, essential oils are dangerous. Essential oils have been around for 4,000 years and probably beyond that. And yet people say to me, oh my gosh, can I use them in cooking? Absolutely you can use them in cooking. You just want high-grade therapeutic ones. You just don't want to get the ones that you maybe for $5 at the markets. So from my point of view, when you use things like essential oils, cold-pressed oils, and then things like baking soda and vinegar, your skincare, your home care, and everything's sorted. My deodorant is baking soda with an essential oil. That's it. That's it cheapest, most phenomenal baking uh, deodorant you'll come across, also really natural, health, uh, healthy, it's not going to hurt you, and you smell great, and it flipping works. Now, it doesn't mean to say you won't sweat, um, but I'm not about not sweating. I think it's important to sweat, so I'm not about that at all. I think it's just if you want to stop the smell, you've also got to ask yourself if you're smelling, could be the bacteria, of course, but what are you eating? to make you smell. I mean, Damo talks about farting and things. I'm talking about things like, why are we emitting pheromones or smells that maybe are not so great? Could it be what we're eating? Could it be what we're putting onto our bodies? It's food for thought. If I still haven't got you that the beauty industry and the skincare industry is a big have, um, then you might come from this angle. Who are some of the companies that do hideous tests on animals? So you have these beautiful campaigns out there on television about being beautiful and looking after yourself and you're worth it and all of these different things. And yet you should see the hideousness. I, I'm not even going to show you any pictures, but you only have to Google animal testing to see what hideousness goes on to beagle puppies, how they inject them, what they do to bunny rabbits' eyes, how they hold monkeys. What they uh, it, it actually disturbs me to share the information, but you've got to know this stuff. And if you are prepared to take a whole step in wellness, you've got to be prepared to step up and look at something like this. So my other my kids, whenever they turn around to me and say, oh, I really like something or other that's out there, I just pull up this. This is my thing. And I go, well, if it's that, I'm not buying it. I can't stop them buying it or using these things, of course. They're teenagers now. But they do start to understand my philosophy around my being. Cindy and I were talking about this the other day. When you have a really strong stand on something that you believe, because people say to me, oh, how do I convince my heart and my husband or my partners? Partners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of us are lucky. Anyway... (laughs) How do I convince my family or my grandparents when the kids go there, you know, the grandparents give them lollies? You know what? When you get vigilant and you get staunch about what you believe in, it's what we call the non-negotiables. You will not negotiate on anything once you believe in it. The only reason you hesitate is because you're not quite sure yet and you're a bit worried maybe that you don't have enough information to argue the fact that when they are at you, you've got no answer. Who's felt like that? Like, you know what you believe in, and then someone turns around to you and goes, if it's bad for you, they wouldn't put it in there if it was bad for you. And you go, yeah, but... And you don't know what to say. It's just through education, learning, and practice that you get to truly come back with just a couple of one-liners. It's really good when you can turn around. Like Jacob, I loved his story. Oh, I just had to bring this one up. So I had a lady ring me the other day, and she said to me, Kim, I've been... I've been told by my dermatologist and my surgeon after surgery, she's had a hamstring torn off her hamstring bone, and um, (laughs) 
that thing, is it the ischium or something or other, but anyway, wherever it comes from, it got torn off. She had to have it operated on. And the doctor, the, the dermatologist and the specialist all said, oh my gosh, the best thing you can use is bio oil. Who's heard of it? One of the most marketed, unbelievable brands out there. I want you to have a look at the bottom there. Can you see the words? It says, contains the breakthrough ingredient, persalin oil. Does anybody know what that is? Neither do we. I have looked every... In fact, look at the back of the bottle. It's not even listed there. So it's this amazing new ingredient. Guess what? It's just a marketing ploy. It's just a great marketing line that they've got some breakthrough technology that has us look at a bottle like that and go, wow, it's awesome. What's the number one ingredient on that product? Does anybody know what paraffins do in the body and how they're absorbed and what it does to the liver and the kidneys? Google it. Um, so I look in there and I go, so this is great for scar tissue and it's really good for... And women that are pregnant should be rubbing it on their bellies and everything like this. And they ask me if essential oils are safe. And we've got doctors and dermatologists telling everybody to use this stuff. I say, what's wrong with rosehip oil? Rosehip oil is loaded in vitamin C and E. It's one of the most extraordinary, I think, very good value for money oils you can get out there. It is the best thing loaded with essential fatty acids that supports the skin to actually, I don't know if you ever stop stretch marks. And let me say this to you. Who in the room has got stretch marks? Okay, great. Tiger stripes, I like that. Who doesn't like their stripes? Let's be honest. Okay, so the stripes that you have, is it through weight loss or pregnancy or both? Pregnancy, most of you. Okay, so those of you that don't like those stripes of honour, I want to say this to you. You have no idea who's sitting in this room. But there'd be women sitting in this room that would give their right arm to get stretch marks because they can't have a baby. So how dare you sit there? Thank you. How dare we sit there complaining about having stretch marks, which are stripes of honour. It's an absolute duty and privilege for a woman to be able to do this. And yet there's women sitting in this audience that would give anything to have floppy boobs, saggy eyes, drooping tummies, and children that think you're an idiot. I swear to you, they're wanting that. And if rosehip's not good enough, try jojoba. Jojoba is one of the most beautiful. It's, the, it's a wax. It sits on the skin. It's the one most akin to the skin sebum itself. I say nature has already provided us with everything. Why do we feel like we have to go to extremes of chemical bombardment? If you don't believe me, you can go to this website. There's a cleaning, a healthy cleaning website on the Environmental Working Group, and there's also Skin Deep. Just look up Environmental Working Group, and you can go and put any ingredient in there, and it'll give it a rating, and you get a red, green, or an orange light, and it's such a cool place to go to as far as... It might not have every ingredient, because there's 84,000 chemicals on the market alone in the beauty industry, of which only 200 have ever been proven to be safe. The rest of them, the only, time, the only reason we take an ingredient off the market is when someone complains, and it's usually through death, so it's not them complaining, um, but someone's complained about it. So let's go into what these essential oils are. Some of you may have heard of frequencies. Some of you may understand that when you feel good, who's ever been in love? Who's ever been in love? Who's just fallen head over heels that so much so that you actually cannot describe it? Who's had that feeling? 
Okay, so when you've got that feeling, I want you to know that your vibrational frequency has risen tenfold when you're in that space. That, by the way, is the ultimate frequency of all for human beings to emanate. Love is where it's all at. And I know for many people, they might think that these things are a bit woo-woo and airy-fairy and what sort of cult are we all in? Who's got people around them that think we're in a cult here? You know, we've got some people whose mother thinks that they're sleeping with me and Cindy and, and they've got all sorts of people that, um, <laughs> that think that we are um, mad people. But anyway, when you have that sense of love and unbelievable giving and nurturing of others, it's incredible how much it raises your vibrational frequency. As a mother and a father watching the woman he loves give birth to a child. Something happens in there. You can't even put it into words. Who agrees? And when you hold that baby for the first time and you look at it, you didn't even realise your heart could expand to another level. I've had people say to me, oh, Kim, I don't know how I'm going to love another child. They're pregnant with their second one. And they go, I, I, I can't possibly love this child as much as I love that one. But for those of you who have had more than one child, you know there's no such thing as not being able to love one more than the other. It's just that the heart has the capacity to expand and love even more. How powerful is that? So when I look at this, a healthy human body sits between 62 and 68 megahertz, turns on and off 68 million times per second. That's kind of woo-woo for me. I can't even quite comprehend that myself. Google it if you don't believe me. When you, now, this is when we know, for those of you that aren't feeling very well in the room, you'll probably notice you've dropped some megahertz. And you know when you're not feeling great, your energy, your vibration drops. We know that processed or canned foods have zero, zero frequency. I think that's powerful. That's why whenever I, I don't tend to, I don't even know if I've walked up the middle aisles in a supermarket lately. I used to say walk around the outside. Now I'm scared. I don't look at the bread section. I go to the meat section and then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's a few things here. There's a few more biodynamic, um, maybe grass-fed, organic kind of things. It's growing a little bit. Then you go to the dairy section and there's this much butter and the rest of it is all these margarines. So it's kind of scary even going to a supermarket. But just know this, processed and canned foods have no vibrational frequency. But look at the bottom there, therapeutic grade essential oils. Who uses essential oils already? Okay, cool. Even thinking positively, we raise our vibration to 70 megahertz. I think that's cool. You say one thing nice. Now, Karen mentioned it. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. But you know what? Saying, so I believe it's something like this. I look in the mirror naked and I go, you know what? Sometimes, today I'm feeling a bit frumpy. Not quite happy with what I ate last night. It is because of the box of Tim Tams, or maybe it was the raw macadamia cheesecake, whatever it is that floats your boat. But I'm standing there lying, I'm not very happy with myself. Maybe it was the two bottles of champagne, whatever. But you know what? Inside that frumpiness is an awesome human being, and I totally think she rocks. So for me, it's like, you, I'm not saying deny the feelings, because I think that creates a bigger problem, but it's more like, you know what? And my favorite line for anything is up until now. I was never good with food up until now. I've never been good with money up until now. I've always thought I was a loser up until now. And when you say that side of it, it all of a sudden creates a more positive conversation around what it is that you're beating yourself up for. Yes or yes. Meditation, which is why it's so important. You know, I read a book, Thich Nhat Hanh, a Tibetan Buddhist monk, who said, um, you know, it's very hard for... I would say us whiteies or us Westerners, whatever we call ourselves, but it's very hard for us to understand what it is to meditate um, when it's perhaps not part of our culture. 
But I loved his book, Happiness Now, because it said in there, you know what, being really present, really mindful in this moment now is meditation. So tonight or tomorrow when you get home, cut open a tomato. I did this and I'm in the kitchen and the kids come out and they're watching me cut this tomato and I'm cutting the tomato and I'm looking at it. And I'm going, wow, tomato's pretty freaky, really. And if you understand anything called the doctrine of signatures, when you understand that our foods relate to parts of the body, you look at a tomato up close, when you slice it through there, it's got four chambers. And it's really good for heart health, apparently. So then I'm really in there. And then my kids came out and went, Mum, what have you been smoking? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But that is meditation. When I go for a run, I'm out there and some days I really don't feel like going for a run. But I'm out there and as I'm pounding the pavement and I feel the left ankle, the left ankle start to hurt, I will, um, I will start, I'll go, oh, and that's a good reason to stop. But then I do this little meditation. Every step I take, I'm connected to you, Mother Earth. Every breath I take, I'm aware of my thoughts, feelings and emotions. And I am proud, privileged and honoured to do this on behalf of all of those who can't. Guess what? The left ankle pain goes. Two minutes later, the right knee starts to hurt. (laughs) But you just say that, you say something like that, and all of a sudden it takes the emphasis off the pain or the negativity and turns it into something that's actually quite a privilege. Do any of you know anybody in a wheelchair? Anybody of you know that are bedridden in hospital? Just to get outdoors, you know, we all sit here going, oh, I don't feel like going for a run. There are people, Alex McInnes, I watched his story on 60 Minutes, he'd give anything to be able to walk his wife down, his wife to be down the aisle. And we sit here going, oh, I'm too tired, I don't feel like running, I don't feel like going for a walk, it's too cold, it's too wet, oh, I'll sweat. I don't know, whatever your story is. I say on those days, you have to go for a walk or get out in the garden or do mindful exercise in the house, whatever takes your fancy. Do you realize how much oxytocin you release during orgasm? I'm just saying. So when you do that, and the DHEA, the youth hormone that is released during that, is phenomenal. So you don't even have to worry about rosehip and jojoba. Just do it. So, lavender has 118 megahertz. Just by putting a drop of that on your pillow, you can raise the vibrational frequency up to 118 megahertz in that moment of smelling it. Frankincense, one of the most extraordinary oils on the market. Now, I cannot put a disclaimer on what I'm about to say, but I can tell you this. Google it for yourself. Look at the research connecting frankincense and cancer therapy. Why it's not talked about or why we're not allowed to say how fantastic it is to help support people through any form of cancer is because they can't make any money from it. It, You can't patent frankincense. But do some research. If you know anybody struggling with cancer or they're going through the process of trying to thrive and survive through it, just have a look and Google the research on frankincense. Frankincense is also one of the most amazing oils to use in skincare. Add a drop of frankincense and lavender to your rosehip or jojoba oil and you've got the ultimate scar tissue repair blend. It's phenomenal. So I always go... Go back to nature. Look what nature, look what our forefathers and mothers did. Guess what? They tested all the things that didn't work. They died when it didn't work. We're very grateful to our forefathers and mothers. And now here we are on this day and age, and we're trying to trust people in a laboratory who maybe with cells and all that stuff that they look at, it looks good on paper, 
but they haven't tested it for thousands of years. They haven't got the history on all of these things. I'm just like, get it back to basics. Go back to what we know. And here is the highest level of megahertz. Anything that's measured on the planet today is rose oil, rosa damascena. This is the oil for hormone issues, pregnancy, birth, um, puberty, menopause. It's for all female conditions. It's the oil for anger, grief, resentment, fear, worry. Who in the room's a warrior? Who worries? And what do you worry about? Everything. Great. And how's that working out? Great. What else do you worry about? Kids. And are the kids okay? So great. How was that working out for you? Still worth it? Still worth it to worry about them? No. Okay, what else do we worry about? No, you're not going to say. What? You worry about worrying. Well, that's an interesting dilemma in itself, really. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's a lot of energy we use. You know, because this is my thought on there, on worrying. It's almost human condition to worry. Worry whether we're doing the right thing, worrying whether coming here was the right way or the right time, way to spend your time, or worrying about what's going on at home or whether you turn the iron off or whatever your story that you worry about. I say this, I was driving down the freeway with my grandmother one day, and she's not, she was 90 at the time, and I'm driving down and I went, oh, and I got this shiver, and she goes, what's wrong, love? And I said, oh, I, I don't know if I should share this, but Every now and again, I drive down the freeway and I just imagine what it would be like with a head-on accident and I've read the secret and now it's law of attraction and now I've told you and now I'm scared I'm going to attract it. (laughs) And she looks at me and she goes, (laughs) she goes, oh, sweetheart, why don't you just look at it like this? Every time you get a feeling of worry, whatever it is, what if you think about it that it's just reminding you to drive a little safer? Well, what if when you're thinking about the kids that you're worried about, what if it's just reminding you to just send out some white light and hug them spiritually in a way that just makes them, keeps them safe? Because guess what? We cannot control what other people are doing, saying, or thinking. So then I add another dimension to it, and I put a drop of rose oil on, or I'll use my oils or a spritzer, one of these things, and I'll have this going, and I'll anchor in the positive thought now of, oh, you're right, because I've got one of these in the console of my car. I get it out. I don't close my eyes while I'm driving. But um, well, I, um, but I do that, and I go, Grandma, you're right. You're right. And you know what? It could have been just that the universe was telling me now and then to drive a bit more carefully because the guy in front of me was about to put on his brakes. Isn't that a cooler way to look at worrying? Really? Are we happy with that one? I I kind of thought from a 90-year-old that was pretty hot. I thought that was good. All right. So let's look at aromatherapy from this perspective. Many people are out there, you've probably met a lot of them who are evangelical about essential oils now. There's many multi-level marketing companies out there now. And for some of them, you know, there's a lot of brilliant companies out there and a lot of great research. All I'm saying to you is if you're not sure about aromatherapy, start with cleaning and vaporizing with them. That's the safest place to start. Who's got one of these in their home or a diffuser? One of these. This is one of the best ways you can manipulate, I mean, support everybody in your house to feel a certain way. <laughs> so when you put oils in here, can you imagine two hormone rampant teenagers in my life? Oh my gosh, you want to hear the conversations we have at the moment. So they walk out and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I'll go and put hormone balance, the blend that I've created that's hormone balance in there. Now it wouldn't help me to turn around to my 16, 15 year old son and say, oh sweetheart, I've put the hormone balance in there to help calm you. No, you just go about your little trick and you just do it for yourself. And then notice anybody that's living, breathing and actually alive will be impregnated 
with these oils. So another thing is when I picked the kids up from school when they were younger and they were cranky and fighting and doing their whole thing and arguing and I am not the only mother that has children do that. Yes, thank you. So when that happens, I put a couple of drops of instant calm or lavender or Roman chamomile onto a tissue into the air vent, put the windows up, lock, <laughs> turn the aircon on, turn the music up, and don't care what's going on behind you because now you're inhaling instant calm to make you feel good, and so be it if the rest of them feel it. But it's a great way. Mother-in-law, if she's in the car, put... maybe. <laughs> Maybe, um, maybe we need focus and clarity. I don't know. Anyway, the next level down is what I love to teach, everyday aromatherapy. So anything from burns, bites, stings, abrasions, colds, flus, insomnia, um, any of those sorts of things, anything from A to Z that you can think of that's not a really serious condition is where I love to teach the rituals around aromatherapy. And, of course, there is a very specific part around essential oils, medical aromatherapy, which is incredibly important to note that you must see qualified practitioners, especially when it comes to the internal application of essential oils. In fact, down under, we're not allowed to prescribe the essential oils internally. But I will say this from a food perspective, you can use them in cooking. Alrighty. So why do I do what I do? This daughter of mine um, is aspiring to be a top ballerina. She wants to dance for the um, London Ballet, the Royal Ballet in London. She so lights me up every single day. She is one of the most phenomenal ones. I've never heard this 17-year-old young woman say, I don't like myself, I don't like my body. I made a conscious decision at 19 years of age when I started to learn this that I would never say in front of my children, family or friends that I hate my body or that it's not good enough. Now, I know for many of you, you might look at me and go, well, if I had your body, I wouldn't. I know. I know some of you are sitting there saying, well, if I had your body, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm saying this to you here and now. We all have these stories in our head. I was a runner. I ran for Australia. I set a world record as the youngest female to run 100 miles in 24 hours. I've learned how to work this machine. I didn't realise I was paleo back then. I didn't realise that was a term, but I was eating a lot of chicken soup, eggs, and coconut oil. I reckon that, along with my essential oils, is what got me my world record. I'm not joking. But now we've got labels on it, and I look back at it and go, wow, that's what I was doing back then. That's, I, I was ahead of my time. You should have had me up there, Damo. <laughs> so... Um, so Taylor here, and I love that, and that's because every morning I make a conscious decision not to talk like that. Be impeccable with your word. Be aware that everybody is listening to you, watching you, wanting to learn from you, but they're also aware of the words that come out of your mouth. You women in the room, if you're saying, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm no good, your daughters and sons are growing up, your daughters are looking at you going, when they get to 14, 15, 16, they can say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not good enough. The sons are growing up going, well, my mum says it, so I can say it to a girl that may Maybe I'm having a joke with at school. He tells a girl at school that she's fat or ugly or whatever. That girl's now in the next 10, 20 years of therapy with food and eating disorders and all sorts of things. Just because we do not be accountable for what we're saying. Do you agree? My son. <laughs> do not... Th he would die if I had this picture up here. But I, Let's Instagram it. But you know what? He is the biggest lush in the entire universe. So young men, if you can get them to understand what it is to care for themselves. I got him down on the floor the other day and I said, sweetheart, he had man flu, unbelievably ill. So he's lying on the floor and he goes, I can't breathe. I, I need soup. I need your soup and I need the oils and I, you've got to just go to, I, can't, I can't do anything. 
So he's doing this whole thing. So I lie him down the floor. I said, sweetheart, would you like a facial? Yeah, yeah, I need a facial. <laughs> so we did the whole thing. You know what? The sense of touch and using oils and things like that to really embrace our beautiful families gives permission to touch again because touch is now going so wrong the other way that we're forgetting what it means to actually be human and touch and nurture one another. I thought I'd better put that one in as well. <laughs> Look at what a spunk, what a rat bag. I tell you what, he is so naughty at four years of age. He looked over at my girlfriend, Millie, and he goes, geez, Millie, you're a fox. And I turned around and I said, Jacob Morrison, you can't say that. And he goes, oh, you've got the most amazing eyes when you're angry. He is very naughty, very naughty. Oh, oh, I'm not quite sure how that one got in. <laughs> oh, does anybody know who that is? <laughs> Let's just say, hot um, rugby player from New Zealand, just saying, Dan Carter, I don't know how I got the slide in here, but anyway, um, while we're here, um, yes, I touched him. Okay, so um, we might just ponder it. Oh no, there's my family. Here's why I do what I do. Um, New Zealand just won the netball, by the way, against England, if you're interested, just saying. Yeah. So um, what's that? In the next game? Are they prepared for the Australian game? <laughs> we'll see. Um, so my husband used to play cricket for New Zealand. He um, was a fast bowler, and every time I come to Melbourne, I think of the Test match in 1987 where he bowled the LBW decision that was turned out by an Australian umpire, which would have had us win the match, I'm just saying. But what I would love to say here is that you've got to have a reason why. Why do you want to do what you're doing? Why are you here? I'd invite you to go away from here and say, why did I come here this weekend? Don't, I, I would encourage you not to think that you came here to go and tell everybody else what to do. I would hope that you've come here for you because it's through you changing one step at a time that you, in fact, will create the ripple effect that will have unbelievable impact on generations to come. I want to read you this to finish up. Oh, just before I do that, let me... How intelligent do I look now? I'm just saying. Um, just one quick little thing that I'll show you before I read this final quote. Every day for, since I was 19 years of age, I'm now 62. <laughs> My products are really good. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm now 47 years of age. Every morning since I was 19, I have done this ritual. And it is simply the Body Boost ritual, which is a teaspoon of my carrier oil or jojoba oil. I do three or four sprays of magnesium, and I put three or four drops of my chosen blend. I put it all together, and then I stand there naked in front of the mirror, and I tell her how great she is, even if I'm not believing it at times. And then I start rubbing it on, and I work it all over myself. And then I come up here, and some of you may not have had the insides of your thighs touched lately, so now's a good time to get to know them. So we work in here. If you have a thing called cellulite, unless you're body sculpting or you're some young, unbelievable rock star that hasn't got it, just embrace it. Into the tummy, up over the chest. They always get bigger if you go up, apparently. So we go up into the arms, all over the place. And then I will be scraping the bowl and I just say one nice thing to myself. I'm a great mum. I can speak, hopefully, today. Oh, you've seen how nervous I was. Talk about poos, Damien. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just saying to you all that if you can just do one positive thing, anchor it in with the power of smell, you'll be amazed at the difference that it will make to your day. Simple, everyday rituals that you can embrace using oils.
So let me finish off with this. I want the wellness couch guys and everybody on the podcast to hear this. I was sent this just recently. And the phenomenal thing about it is you don't realize, you know, these podcasters, they all give up their time every single week to put these podcasts out there for everybody. Not one of them gets paid. Not one of them is acknowledged or honored in a way that creates an income for them. So I think it's pretty awesome. And I stand here on my stage so proud of all you guys and what you do. And I wanted to share this with you. I've not told anybody. So I got this email from a lady. So ladies, I thought I'd share a little story with you about the evolution of one of my workmates. As some of you may be aware, I work in mining in the port side of operations. To paint a picture, it basically means I operate giant machines loading huge ships at up to 8,000 tonnes an hour and other equipment to keep the plant running. I'm the only female on the shift of big, tough men and the only female some of these guys have ever worked with. It can be exhausting. The hard part is to be accepted as part of the crew while still maintaining my own feminine identity. Those of you who have met me may have heard my potty mouth and know it's a struggle. One of the better jobs is the training is the unloading station. It gives me time to spend hours upon hours listening to podcasts, catch up with my homework and probably spend a little bit too much time on Facebook. A few shifts a week, I'll have one guy that comes down to me to relieve me in the station. He walks in and says, so what are we being brainwashed with today? I tell him what I'm listening to and we'll have a bit of discussion or debate about it. It usually ends with him calling me a hippie. Apart from being a miner, he grew up on a cane farm and farms cattle too. One week I decided to introduce him to Kim Morrison and I played him the Wellness Guys episodes on chemicals that makes us sick and obese. He came into work the next week and he said he went home and played it to his wife and daughter. And then he said, so it turns out we already have some of those essential oils in our house, those thingies. And now each night before I go to bed, I read a few pages of my book and just before I fall asleep, I put a couple of drops of lavender on my pillow. Me, oh my goodness, you have a ritual? Him, what, a ritual? Nah, nah, it's just something I do before I go to bed each night. (laughs) A few weeks later, he said, that talk on chemicals has really got to me. Every night I massage my wife's feet with lotion. It's something I've always done, she obviously puts out. Lately, I haven't been able to do it. They get thumbinitis. Um, Lately, I haven't been able to do it, knowing that the lotion could be so bad for her. So I went and got some beeswax, coconut oil, and made my own lotion using the oils and started using that on her instead. Fast forward a few more weeks. You're bloody sending me mad with this stuff, you know. On my days off, I found borers in my trees, and instead of spraying them like I normally would, I got a pin and poked them through their holes in the tree. It's embarrassing, you know. I used to sell pesticides for a living, you know. After having him listen to a podcast on sugar, you can't play me this, I'm a cane farmer. What am I going to do now? We've had many heated discussions on chemicals, pesticides and herbicides. Roundup was the one that kept coming up and him saying, you're being brainwashed by all this. This is fear-mongering, you know. Roundup is safe, it's as good as anything. It's a good chemical. Trust me, I used to sell it. I've sat through seminars on this stuff. I know what I'm talking about. I played him the Up for a Chat episode after the Mind Forum, another interesting podcast, and, and the one on Wheat by the Good Doctors. The lights started to come on. He came back after days and, says, and said, I'm, uh, it, I have to apologise. It turns out I'm the one that's been brainwashed. If only you knew the conferences and seminars that I have been to. If only you knew that it's really hard for someone like me when I was told it was safe. I didn't know it would end up on our food chain like this. Now for the exciting news. In the past few weeks, he said, you know what? I've been losing sleep because of you. My parents are getting old and they need to sell their farm. I'd hate to see it to go to someone else, but now how could I invest in another sugarcane farm knowing what I now know? 
all of this talk on conservation and chemical for a living, all those well, wellness couch podcasts that I listen to. I don't want to hand over a farm to my children one day. There's enough of them around and I want to do something more special. So I've decided we're regenerating that land and we're turning it into a nature reserve. There's already a large part of uncleared land, creeks and a lake and I want to turn it into some form of eco-retreat so that others can enjoy it too for generations to come. So, Kim Morrison and the Wellness Couch team, never underestimate what you're doing. One 30-minute podcast you made a couple of years ago may lead to a nature reserve being created in Queensland. Thank you. If you want to go to this website, my website, I'll give you a three-page manifesto for living. I'll give you my brand-new Aroma First Aid ebook if you would like a copy of it. It's the A to Z of which essential oils work for what. And I'll also love to give you a $20 online gift voucher. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torps, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch again that's audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch for your free audiobook this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.